0: Welcome, welcome to our next episode of Honor Alert with Amber, home of the Dallas Cowboys, home of the Texas Rangers, home of the WNBA. Um wing, Dallas Wings, home of the stars. Simeon, how you doing today?
1: I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm tapped in.
0: How All right, you? so we are going to go ahead and kick it off with the Bucks and the Suns. Today is tonight is game 2. Bucks lost game 1 105 to 108. Giannis played 35 minutes. Um 20 points, 17 rebounds. It it was it was was Paul the Suns 32 points. Deandre Ayton had 22 points and 19 rebounds. Now In the post-game interview, uh, Budenhauser, Coach Budenhauser, acknowledged in the post-game press conference that the pick and roll for them was a problem. His quote was, we have to keep looking at the film and see how we can maybe take away from uh, some of the rhythm or make it where Paul's not going into his spots as easily. That would be a big part of looking into game one and game two. Simeon, you? What else you feel was an issue for
1: the books? Well, I actually actually thought that um, I made a big deal um, in the last episode about Giannis playing was because it, it happened. Exactly what I thought was going to happen happened was they played Giannis and then they went back to playing with him. And then that kind of got everybody else out of rhythm. Um, 35 minutes is a lot. That means he only sat 13 game minutes from playing the whole game. So it took him out of their rhythm. I think Bobby Portis was extremely important in the last two in game five and game six of the Atlanta series. And, you know, he didn't he didn't never get in the rhythm. He never got to make an impact. He never got to uh, be the force that he's been the last two games. Drew Holiday had to guard a lot. He had to guard Paul. He had to guard Booker. So he had to do a lot. I heard a lot, I saw a lot of people talk about his performance because a lot of times, it's, you're gonna get one or the other out of Drew Holiday. We know he's two-way, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of times it's either the defense gonna be on or the offense gonna be on. Because sometimes it's gonna be kind of hard to give give you both. And right? so, in all, in actuality, I just think Giannis should have sat until Milwaukee actually lost a game without him, because that way we can go game plan, we can get ready for him to be back, but just. Like, we talked about it the whole episode. It was like, is Giannis going to play. Is Giannis going to play. Right. And then it's a game time decision. Even if it was a strategy thing to wait until it was game time, I just don't think Milwaukee was ready for him to come back because it just took away from too many guys. So, tonight, I'm looking – I'm expecting the other guys uh, to be I, – I can I, – Phoenix is going to do what they do. I, I can talk about Phoenix all day. Devin Booker was spectacular. Chris Paul was – the best player on the floor in game one. DeAndre Aiden was the best big on the floor. You know, you know, Phoenix is doing what they supposed to do. It's more about Milwaukee because of Giannis coming back in game one. So tonight I just got to see the others, you know, Middleton has to to make because Middleton didn't play bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't meaningful basketball, you know, and sometimes you just have games like that, but, I just think Giannis playing kind of kind of disrupted what they've been doing, especially those other guys—the Bobby Portis's, the 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 five, the, the Forbes, and, and, and those guys. So,
0: so you, so you feel like it's more on the books than the the uh, Chris Paul having a, a great game. I,
1: I think, I think even with how well Phoenix played. Milwaukee was still had opportunities to to be in the game, maybe take the lead here and there. You know they end up getting down twenty, but I just I just think it was it was too much. Well, Giannis is back. Giannis is back. Giannis is back. Mm-hmm. Instead of playing through Middleton, or 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 playing with that high energy high energy that they played with against uh, Atlanta in Game Five and Six. I yeah. just, I just, I wouldn't have changed until I lost the game with the group that I, play played yeah. with. I, I, everybody's like, "What are you saying?" Like, that's the two-time MVP defensive player. I get that, but when we, when we get in a rhythm like that, when a team gets in a rhythm like that, you got to keep going until you lose a game, right? Because you just don't know how long that can last. I know Giannis has to come back eventually in the series, but just not having, you know, just not having, um, just having him back in the lineup kind of just disrupted those other guys and what they had been doing the last two games.
0: Yes, I know on Tuesday you predicted for Giannis to come back game three. Uh, so you feel like with, that he came back too soon.
1: Definitely came back too soon. Even if he would have came back game two tonight, let's let's see what happened game one with how we've been playing with this group, uh-huh. minus Giannis. And then we can say, okay, game two, you know, we're not supposed to win anyway because we're we on the road. Is it? But at least this time we can really be prepared for Giannis to come back because I just think throwing him in the lineup, whether they, like I said, whether it was a strategy tactic, and they didn't want Phoenix to know that he was gonna play, or you know whatever the case may be, it didn't throw Phoenix off. It threw Milwaukee off more than anything. So I, I just, I just, that's that's just, I, that's the only way I really can see it because they they didn't play bad, but it's just it was just too much Giannis. Too soon, and he didn't. He didn't impact the game as as, as he usually does because he ain't been playing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to go ahead and get into. I know we didn't. I want to go ahead and get into um, the NCAA, and which will tie into your coach's corner mm-hmm. uh, with our players, our collegiate players now being able to be paid. Of course, <laughs> How do you feel this is going to affect college football? Do you feel players are not going to be playing with heart? I feel like we'll still have heart. I feel like it'll still be the same because players still have to play for the draft. So they're still going to be playing hard. We're still going to have that good college football. Um, I know Justin made main opinion. He, you know, they'll be playing for money. They'll be playing for endorsements. They won't be really playing with the heart that they used to play with when it used to not be for money.
1: Uh, so to speak on the actual decision And the athletes that it will affect right away I'm going to give you one name Arch Manning mm. That is the nephew That is the the next heir To the, to the Manning family Alright yeah. And regardless of what goes on In college sports He is the next big name In college football He's going to make a killing So I think that I won't say that they won't be playing for endorsements, but I think everybody will be trying to take advantage of their name now, which is, I think, which is what an athlete should do. I think that's what college athletes should prepare for if they're trying to be a professional. Right. You should be trying to take advantage of your name and having your name. Um, At the end of the day, I feel like this should have been in place a long time ago. And I think that the NCAA got to a point to where it was too much pressure for them. It was too much pressure for them. What's up Justin? Hey, what's going on? What's oh going man, on? nothing much. You you caught us right in time. You, you, we, we, we diving into this NCAA. Gotcha. Alright. So, uh, like I was saying, I, I think that uh, the NCAA got to the point where it was pressured too much And they couldn't hold off any longer. I think, again, when you got the next Manning coming up, you're going to have to do something. You're getting these athletes to starting to figure – they started to figure out too many ways around the rules. I think it's going to continue to be the wild, wild west. I still think you're going to get a good product in all sports. I just think that now college sports is going to be more money And players are going to understand they work. Which is they've been understanding that for the longest, but nobody's been able to really stand on it and say something and do something, you know. Um, before the O'Bannon trial, which was the, the first person that really spoke up about his likeness and, and, and his imaging um, in NCAA games and in EA Sports, you know, he's the first person that really spoke up and took it to trial and took it to the, 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 the legal way. Um, but I mean, just you think of all the athletes that. Could have made money while they were in college, and I'll give you, I give you—I, it's gonna be hard for me to pick one.
0: But you don't give, don't you just can, yet, cause that's that's a friend okay. interaction. Don't okay. don't get into it yet. <laughs> but
1: but I mean, just think of it, and and that's all I've seen in the last three four days, mm-hmm. or or really a, the last week about this is just how many athletes would have made this, and who would have made this, and who would have made that. But I got an interesting quote. I got an interesting quote for you that I think this is what you're going to deal with in college sports. Dabo Sweeney came out and said he would quit and walk away from his $93 million contract if college athletes ever got paid. That's yeah. winning his coach. That's probably the only threat to Alabama football right now. Consistently. Mm-hmm. Consistently. I won't what? say the only threat, but consistent threat. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about that he will walk away. Now, I don't know the whole context of Dabo Sweeney saying it, but you are gonna get coaches that's looking like, wait a minute, this kid can end up making more than me in a year. And <laughs> and I, I I I'm I I coach him, but it's the same thing in the NBA, it's the same thing in the NFL. So I think that we're entering an era where. College is gonna start to look more professional on the outside, not on the field, not in the field of play, but on the outside, the business aspect of it. You yep. might end up seeing a couple of stories where players are late because they had a business meeting. Okay, coach, you want me to stop? Yep. You know, you're gonna start to deal with those kind of things. College kids are gonna have to juggle with being a
0: businessman, bigger-
1: right? And being a college athlete. And I think that that, yeah. to me, that's fine. To me, that's fine. Because if you want to be a professional and this is what you want to ultimately do, then this is what you're going to have to get ready for anyway. Yeah. I like it. We're, 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 we're making progress. I don't think you can never really just certify policing. I don't think you can never. I think what the NCAA does didn't want to do is come out and say that they're themselves the NCAA, the institution of the NCAA is paying college athletes. I think they did the right thing by letting players make money off of their name. If you want to be a right. big name, you're gonna to have to be good. That, yeah. that, I don't want to hear this with well, so-and-so getting this and so-and-so getting that. Make your name better. Be a better athlete. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that Arch his name by himself, when he came out the womb, he's gonna be the next biggest name in football. He can right. be sorry. As all I do is he could be one of the worst (laughs) quarterbacks to ever come through college football. But his name by itself is going to get him paid before he even touched uh, a college football game. So I I, I like it. But, you know, you're going to deal with it. We dealt with it with the BCS. We dealt with it with the college football playoff. Everything that the NCAA does that is compared to the pro game. It's going to always get scrutinized, going to get criticized. People are going to look at it a certain way, but I love it for the players because if anything, if a kid can't make money off his own name, then what are we? Because that's what everybody in society wants to do. They want their name to be worth money. So I think that they did a good job in, in, in at least getting us to that point that college athletes, when they graduate high school can make money off of their name because Again, we talked about this long time ago when we was in the studio, and any other time we've talked about college athletes getting paid. If a guy goes, graduates from high school, and go works an intern for Google, and never steps foot on a college football basketball court, that's okay. But a a kid plays football, college football, college basketball, he can't go do that, and that's not Mm -hmm. right. That's not right. You know. I think we've gotten to the point to where at least society is trying to make it okay. Because I think a lot of stuff that, a lot of infractions won't be infractions anymore because kids can make money off their name. Because that's what all infractions, I think that it has not been one infraction that I've looked at, that I've looked at and said, you know what, this kid was just blatantly trying to be disrespectful. He didn't care about playing college sports. I really have – I have to sit down and think about that because every other – Reggie Bush, he was trying to provide for his family. I don't care what nobody says. Chris Webber was trying to provide for his family. Any, any you know, any, any any other story that you can think of where they SMU – now, SMU might have been now the Pony Express. Now, that might be a different story. I might have to sit down – And look at that one in depth. But I think for the most part, when an actual college player, the individual itself, got caught with an infraction, I think at the end of the day, they were trying to provide for their family and trying to at least uh, take up the opportunity, you know, with, you know.
0: Yeah, speaking of Reggie, the NCAA is uh, in talks of giving him his Heisman back.
1: Uh, They should give everybody everything back. They should give Michigan, right. their wins back. They yep. should give USC their wins back. They high school. Yep. Anything else?
0: Yeah. If they if, don't, if Reggie Bush that back, they definitely need to follow suit I, and, and I give think, everybody. Yeah,
1: and I think what happened with Reggie Bush, I think, because uh, I that, that, I keep hearing Reggie Bush name more than anybody else, oh, is yeah. because of I think it was more so about the blatantness. Like Reggie Bush pulled up the campus in USC with a loaded truck and you know dang well that a a college athlete shouldn't be able to afford that so I think with the new house that his dad got I think it was more so about the blatantness with Reggie Bush but again it goes back to him trying to provide for his family trying to make Mm -hmm. you know take advantage of having a name having one of the biggest names in college football at the time
0: yeah I mean Mm. I was, college does make so much money off have to put out players, yeah, in, so, yeah. players? Yes. so kudos to NCAA on making their channel, finally making their chance mm-hmm. but that, that's, that's nice nice to- the interaction yeah. um, mm-hmm. who we asked um, social media IG mm-hmm. specifically what player would have benefited the most whether it was basketball or college football um or any other sport, what player would benefit Mm. the most off of the... We had plenty plenty of Reggie Bushes. We We had had plenty of um, Johnny Menzel. Johnny Menzel, Reggie Bush, I'm going to just go and narrow it down with the top two. uh, Oh, and um, Zion. I'm sorry. Top three. Zion. Okay. Okay. Reggie Um, Bush, Menzel, and Zion. So if you can narrow it down to that one, who would have benefited the most out of this rule? Most endorsements, most paid off their name.
1: Oh, you know, it's gonna be it's, it's it's first off it's a it's a dead even, but yeah, here's who <laughs> I'm going to pick and why. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go with Johnny Football. I was gonna let say
0: Johnny Manziel too.
1: And let me <laughs> tell you why. Not because he was bigger than Bush. I think Reggie Bush would have ended up splitting with, and I I mean they had a team full of pros mm-hmm. on that USC team. I mean, they, they, the entire time that Reggie Bush was at USC, that team was loaded. Johnny Manziel, by himself, made Texas A&M football relevant. Yep. By himself.
0: They changed it to Johnny Football. <laughs> they changed
1: it to Johnny Football, and, that, and that's another thing. He had a nickname. Yep. He had a nickname like Johnny Football. Like Johnny Football. Uh, Johnny Football literally was sitting courtside with with Matt Carter and Rich Paul. And, and he's at Cleveland Cavalier football game, basketball games. And and he, I mean, Johnny Manziel was, to me, the modern rock star in, he was the modern rock star in college sports. And I think that, not even to use race, but just to be, that, I mean, he, Brett Favre, he was bigger than Brett Favre. He was bigger than, I mean, any really quarterback with any kind of edge to themselves. He trumped them. I like. I thought about Mike Vick. I thought about Vince Young. Vince Young would have made more money after he beat USC. Right. Mike Vick would have probably made more money after he was done playing at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel the entire time, especially after he beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Big. I mean, big. Uh, J.J. Reddick probably would have made a lot of money because he was the second coming of Christian Laettner. But I Sonny yeah. Manziel, for the time that he was at Texas A and M football, it was unmatched. He ran every he, I mean, just to get have that guy show up probably would have cost you at least five hundred thousand dollars just to right. show up. Not even grab a microphone, say nothing, sign nothing. Five hundred K for him to even show up. That's how popular he was in sports. I got a, I mean, a million others. I think any big uh, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, could have you know could have could have made some money. Deion Sanders is another one that would have made some money. Both. I think the entire U, the University of Miami team, could have made money. But Johnny Manziel, stop, stop. It. I, I yep. stop it. I, I I don't have any argument there on that one. All right.
0: All right. Mm -hmm. Well, that wraps up On Alert with Amber today. Tomorrow we are going to have a bonus show this Friday. Keep in mind we're not going to have to do this every Friday. Just a bonus show this Friday. We're going to have Justin on talking about the trash talk and the big controversy that he had with his statement on Tuesday's show. So make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. When you got game two. When
1: you got game two. Real quick. Oh, game
0: two. Game two. two, I got the Suns again. I'm sorry. I got the Suns again. again. I got the Suns winning both games at home um so who do you have I
1: I, I got the Suns in a nail biter like at the buzzer
0: okay hopefully it's that way I want yeah. I want a good game I game one wasn't too too great for me uh, on Tuesday so hopefully we got a nail biter but I am gonna yeah. take the Suns in both two home games so uh every Tuesday every every Tuesday every Thursday make sure you guys tune in on Spotify and on www. 7 p.m. And And also for our our bonus bonus shows that we have every other Friday or every now and then on Fridays. This Mm -hmm. Friday, we're going to have our first bonus show. Like I said, Justin will be in giving us his trash talk and talking about his controversy comment from Tuesday's show. So make sure you guys tune in and we will talk to you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Good night.